0: The presenting sponsor for On Education is ClassCraft. We're excited to announce ClassCraft's new story mode, which makes it easy for educators to harness the power of stories. Episodes 1 and 2 of Season 1 are ready for you and your students to play today. And it's completely free. To learn more about ClassCraft and the new story mode, simply visit classcraft.com slash oneducation.
1: I've broken a sweat a couple times this week and I'm like, damn, I have the Rona. <laughs> Welcome to On Education, part of the On Podcast Media Network. My name is Mike Washburn. And I'm Glenn Urban. Friends, we have an awesome pod for
0: you today. We're going to talk about how we're getting along in this new strange world we're all living in. And our guest this week is our good friend, educator, tech integrationist, and just an awesome person, Andy Lizer.
1: So, we just stopped talking to Andy and and now I want to go play Butter Royale. <laughs> I know. He told he said he loves the Apple Arcade, which I haven't
0: played in it, which now I'm interested, but he said specifically he likes playing a game called <laughs> Butter Royale, which is a knockoff of Fortnite, but I guess it must be
1: some butter characters. They're, I mean, you would think it's in the title. I was <laughs> like, wondering if it's like a game where you spread butter on, on toast. That's I mean, what I thought, too. Because we've seen like, other games like that are dumb yeah. like that. I yeah. don't know. Have you,
0: have you ever played, Mike, that game called... I am bread or something no, bread. No. Okay, so let me tell you about how how it sounds really dumb. Actually, even when I describe it to you, it's still going to sound really dumb, but it's actually super fun. You are a piece of toast, okay? Yes, of course. <laughs> and you must maneuver your way with the controllers. The controllers are really difficult. You must maneuver your way from one location in the kitchen to another okay. location without getting a bunch of grime on you and you get okay. extra points if you if you roll in like butter or like jelly or some different things like that and you end up or you could throw yourself in what you're trying to do I think in some of, most of them is throw yourself into the toaster uh and it sounds super stupid hilarious just well I mean it sold
1: like crazy yeah. like people were yeah. playing it and there's like <laughs> it made me think of like all of these other ridiculous I saw I saw a video the other day of Dan TDM playing a game where he's a goose. Oh yeah. And the goose has to like steal stuff. Yeah. Matt Farber plays that game.
0: Oh, oh gosh, my. I can't remember what it's actually called, but it might be something like I Am a Goose or Goose something. Some whatever it might be. I know what you're talking about. Where he goes and steals thing and he runs off. <laughs> He's it's like a so, prankster goose or something,
1: right? So, it's it's, it's it, the most ridiculous game. And I've it ever doesn't seen.
0: even look good too. It's like the graphics are horrid, but uh, it's just the it's so- the. Party. The play is funny, yes, yes. The gameplay. Oh boy! And
1: yep. so, so keeping on with our gaming theme, uh, yep. two two things that have been happening. I, I, I want to get to yours in a second because yours is way better than mine. So, nice. just a reminder: um, we should we should make a note that Steve Isaacs and I have been streaming all week. Yes. Uh, on both Steve's channel and on the Nasef channel, uh, and uh, playing lots of Minecraft, a little bit of Fortnite. Um, and a bunch of other things. So um, at 9 a.m. Eastern and 2 p.m. Eastern, if you're bored, you know, if you want to just escape this apocalyptic hellscape that we're all living in, (laughs) uh, then uh, jump on, jump on Twitch and and hang out with Steve and I and whoever we have with us. Uh, We're playing, uh, we're playing games and we're talking about them and stuff like that. The other cool news related to that is that starting on the 30th, so next week okay um, we're shifting all of this streaming stuff to the new participate twitch stream oh yeah uh, at, at inside participate is the so it's twitch.tv TV/ inside participate and we would love for everyone who's listening to go uh, pause the podcast right now I'll give you pause a second. It. Okay, cool. And then go. <laughs> hopefully, you went to twitch.tv mm-hmm. and you searched for inside participate and you follow us on Twitch so that you can watch us. Uh, and I'll I'll tell you without spilling all the beans, there is some like Glenn. I look like garbage right now because I am so tired. He's overworked. <laughs> because um, there is so much going on right now. Um, that, that it's it's going to be awesome, so it's all worth it. Um, but it has a lot to do with this Twitch stream and a bunch of other things related um, that are going to be launching, and, and we're going to talk more about it soon. Uh, and I'm super pumped to talk about it and get everyone on board and, and into it. Uh, we're going to be doing some really cool stuff. So speaking of cool stuff, you had like your your <laughs> I don't know man like I I try to explain to people when I talk to people about how good you are at Hearthstone that like but like like you're really good but <laughs> like you're you're to the point now like like okay so there are people who stream mm-hmm. Hearthstone all the time and 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 are YouTubers famous YouTubers whatever you're good enough now that you're running into them it was in crazy. In-game, and you're playing against them. <laughs> yes. Because that's how good you are. Like, you could be a Twitch... If you didn't have, like, a really important job and multiple children and, you know, a life, <laughs> you you could you could do this, too, is my point, I yeah. guess. And so you played a famous YouTuber mm-hmm. slash Twitch streamer, and I want you to talk about it because it was great. It was... uh. There's
0: this... Uh, YouTube's uh, – but really, he's really famous on Twitch, a Twitch streamer, uh, and this is what he does as a professional career. He's actually so important as far as in the Hearthstone community that he is – recognized and has a lot of videos associated. Anytime there's a new Hearthstone thing, he's in some of those videos. That's how how much of a personality he is. And he goes by the name of Regis Kilbin, like the old Regis that used to be on Regis and Kathy Lee.
1: And he is very entertaining. He's super
0: engaging. He's... One of the funniest uh, streamers out there because, I mean, he just has a great personality, lovable yeah. kind of guy, but then he's hilarious. And he, what he wants to do as far as in games is play, number one, enjoy himself. And you could tell he's just having fun all the time. But he wants to play with decks, you know, of cards that that do something fun and funny, you know, as far as the thing goes. And as I had logged on that day and I was playing a, a couple of games before I played this one. And then probably two or three turns into this specific game, I f- you can see who you're playing, and I never. Sometimes I look, but I, you know, you never look, and I see it says Regis Kilman, and I'm like, no way, that can't really be him. So I was like, let me check on Twitch just you to see on his and, Twitch stream, just to see like. Is this really this guy? Because, you know, anybody can name themselves whatever, you know, on, sure. on these things. Yeah. And I look on there, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm on there. But I didn't want to be a big, fat cheater, because so, you can see, basically, their hand. You, you know, see their, so I So I closed it out, and I'm like, I'm actually playing this guy, and it's so awesome. And what you can tell is he actually – the game goes to – it ends up being the most ridiculous game back and forth, just, just – insane things that happen um well, and i can you tell him yeah i had him <laughs> for sure and then he pulls this like ridiculous stuff out and he ends up beating me um and i knew right there when he beat me i'm like this is gonna go for sure on his youtube channel because he's probably laughing so hard right now that this all, this all uh, happened, um, so I jumped on back onto his twitch stream and I told him, "Hey, good game, you know it was super fun playing you." and he's like, oh.
1: and I like that you text, you texted me too. You're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just played
0: this guy." Um, and then I didn 't know if he really would post. you know, these guys are super busy, and, and he sure. picks out basically the best games. For entertainment purposes. That's what these are. You know, it's for anybody that's watching on YouTube. You're gonna watch something that'll make you laugh or let you have fun. And so he put it in a part of the stream. So it's funny to uh my son Lysander and I watched it and he and even my son was laughing. He was like, God, this guy's is really
1: entertaining. Um so yeah, no, it was super fun and yeah, kind of surreal. i don't i don't remember it was awesome i enjoyed the youtube video it was great uh (laughs) it was it was a fun game to watch uh and i thought you had him like i thought (laughs) is that the one where you you had him down to like two right yes yes and then he he got a plus and then he got a plus 15 or something like that yes to heal himself or something (laughs) Just crazy, like I thought. Oh my god, he's gonna! I knew you lost because you told me already that you yeah, had yeah. lost. But I was like, "How could he possibly have Lose lost this game?" I know that's <laughs> what it
0: was. It was like it that. It was so
1: crazy. Um, but I was curious. Does he? Does he? Have you watched him very much, like yes. on Twitch? Yep, he's does one he of my swear favorite guys. Or anything
0: no. like that. Nope, family friendly. He never swears. Uh, he actually does it. He's a super. Boots out all toxic, you know, kind of you know, uh, commentate, you know, people that yeah, are going good. to stream or whatever it might be. So he wants it to just be totally for fun and entertainment and whatever. And he laughs at himself too because he says that he's terrible. He's really not terrible. He's playing a lot of times terrible decks on purpose to see if he could actually pull off these pull insane – combos that are you know are possible or whatever might be so super fun. Sure.
1: Yeah. And and so what's his Twitch uh name again? Regis
0: Kilbin. Just like the, <laughs> the Regis, Regis, you know. Kilbin. So instead Kilbin. of
1: Phil it's
0: Kill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Regis Kilbin. And I'm not exactly sure if his real name
1: is Regis. Probably not.
0: Who knows? You know Probably these guys not. come up with it, with some funniest <laughs> things, you know funny intros and funny, you know, personalities that they take on.
1: Well, it was very very cool. Yeah, how how you making out over there in in Minnesota? Are you uh are doing you safe, you healthy? Yeah.
0: Everything Everything everything's going really well. Uh, I mean, thank God for all that as far as health-wise and everything else. Um mm-hmm. I just decided this week could have still gone into school cuz I was going in last week just really prepping for the the teachers you know really having meetings and and developing content materials training stuff basically for mm-hmm. all the teachers to get them ready for uh distance learning and i was going to go in today and i'm like you know what that's it i got to i don't want to take unnecessary risks if i mm-hmm. if we can avoid you know basically you know being exposed to uh the virus then man That would be great. I have my in-laws here uh, in my house. They came over because it's my kids' spring break this week. Um, So that was their intention anyway. So I'm glad that they're here, obviously, because it's super awesome. Uh, My kids, uh, you know, they couldn't be happier as far as – Having their grandparents here. Um, and we've had beautiful days. Like I told you, there's something weird happening, Mike. I think maybe this is going to be, in the end, it's going to be something positive. Of course, it's super negative because there's people that are sick and this, a lot of people are dying. But once we can get past all of this, I think there's going to be some positive things that are going to happen the way that we change our lives, our lifestyle, and what we think we are. I hope so. How, how we are able to. Appreciate things, number one, as far as our families and those types of things. But then, kind of the rethinking things like we've talked about, like rethinking school and what is the potential, like kind of what what can we actually do? Do we have to do this? You know, uh, you describe it all the time as far as this antiquated system of of learning that was developed. What was oh, that does for this the give me agrarian- the chance to say
1: the Prussian school system? Yeah, the Prussian oh, school system does. with the agrarian. That's So great. Agri- yeah, the agrarian calendar. Calendar. There you go. I just Look want to make us. sure. Yeah, I love it when I just. Say I'm just stuff. quoting
0: you. I just. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just hoping to remember it correctly, um, but basically rethinking all of those things and really taking the positives in and saying, okay, what can we do? You know, um, and I've seen outside as we go for walks. I go for walks now two or three times a day with uh, my yeah. wife. Um, first of all, that's freaking phenomenal. Right, that never happened before um and walks all the time too and and i'm seeing people outside Mm -hmm. like enjoying that like going hey you know we can go outside with their kids with themselves they're going for walks or whatever might be of course we keep a six foot distance (laughs) yeah from each other so that's awkward yeah listen hot tip friends
1: when you're walking on a sidewalk and you see other people coming at you on the sidewalk yeah listen if you haven't done the math yet the sidewalk is like the perfect (laughs) distance of width apart like yeah. for you to like if you go on one side of the grass and then the other people go on the other side of the grass you're okay you're right? about the right distance apart so listen oh no need to go to the other side I'm of the road ranting. people <laughs> no well you don't have to go on the other side of the road you just go on the other side of the damn sidewalk like so <laughs> i had people that were like oh oh now i'm just ranting i'm like get off my lawn right it's, they were getting too just, close They're just like I go over to the grass and you go over to the grass and we're all happy. Come on, can we just all be happy? (laughs) Like we got a lot going on here, man. I just, I just don't want (laughs) to die. That's all I mean. Yeah, you you said. You were telling
0: me too that if you like, this is a real thing, and I've heard it from other people too that when you feel like you have a runny nose or a a little bit of a fever, you feel a little bit sick. It's really easy to think like, oh gosh. This I could actually, you know, I could have it. It's really freaky, you know, in that way. I've
1: broken a sweat a couple of times this week, and I'm like, "Damn, I have the Rona." And I'm like, <laughs> no,
0: "You posted that,
1: yeah?" And then I'm like, "I calm, I calm down, and everything is cool." But it's like, I, you know, in, in all seriousness, I was yeah. serious about like that idea that like if you're a person who suffers from like depression or anxiety or yeah. um, uh, PSD, um, or not PSD, um. PTSD? Yep. No, no. Uh O C D, nope. sorry, is what I'm oh, actually sorry. thinking of. Yeah. Like these would be conditions that would like set your you off. yourself on you you would go crazy. Mm. I imagine some people are and not coping with this well at all. Yes. Um so again, just a reminder, like if you're listening to that and you're one of those people and you just need someone to talk to you about how much I hate cats. And, and how good certain candies are. I mean, slide, slide into our D like in, and, and the best dips to eat with chips. I can, I, I'm your guy for that. Um, if you need to talk about anything other than how messed up, you Things know, are. our yeah. world is right now, yeah. like I can, I can help you with that. So like slide into the DMS and let's, let's just. Talk about stupid nonsense, yeah, so um, your
0: wife is also home and is a kindergarten yeah. teacher, and your kids are home, obviously, yeah. and you guys just went into full lockdown uh, lockdown tomorrow. mode, right? Yeah, so basically so only essential out. leaving your home, so
1: groceries that's right, so we found out today at like two o'clock, yeah I was it? streaming, I was streaming with Steve. And I muted and my wife came in the door and said, They're about to announce this this secure in place. Yeah. And I said, Do you know when? And she said, No, and I said, Well, I'm streaming till four. Um, and she and then we were like, We'll go get groceries at four. Uh so I stopped the stream, I said, I said, I gotta go, I gotta go get some food and make sure I got, you know, yeah. f- enough food for two weeks. Um you know, because I don't want to really go anywhere. To be perfectly honest, other no. than the walks around the neighborhood, uh, so this was the first time I'd been in public uh, in a week. Like How I was went to the hospital. I went to the hospital last week. Oh yeah, because like, you got you got really I sick. Had to, yeah, yeah, I got sick and had to go to the hospital. And you know, you know when that's you, scary. You, you, well, I mean, the doctor <laughs> that's the place said you don't want to go to <laughs> right. Well, the doctor said he said you know the nice thing about. Well, the, I I shouldn't say the nice. He said, <laughs> the thing about what's happening now is that you're not getting people coming to emergency for no reason. Mm. Like, you have to be crazy to go to emergency for no reason right now. So you're sick if you're there. And so I was there um, and not feeling very well at all. Um, and But that's like the last time I was in the midst of other people until today mm. when we went to the grocery store. Um so we went to the grocery store, dropped a couple hundred bucks in groceries, so we're we're good. We got lots of food. Um and I'm working, like I'm working cra- like crazy. Mm. So nothing changes in terms of like work. Um Cheryl's doing an awesome job at um you know, keeping the boys kind of occupied. She bought some craft supplies. She went to the dollar store and bought a whole bunch of, you know, kindergarten yes. teachers, right? I mean, just doing That's what smart. they do. Just crushing it. I man Primary teachers kick ass. Like they're seriously they so they're so good at yeah. their jobs. Like like seriously. Primary <laughs> teachers are the best. I, I can't get enough of it. I'm serious. Yeah. And and like so she did what any probably tons of primary teachers are like nodding their heads going, Yeah, I went to the dollar store because they that's what they do. And so, you know, it's their primary dollar store's primary demographic is primary All teachers. Major teachers. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like how they it's all their budget. they're you know, a pie chart of a budget for a dollar store is like seventy-five percent primary <laughs> teachers. But so she bought a whole bunch of stuff, and um, you know she's been—we've been going on walks. So she she'll like come up in the morning and say, "What's your when's your meetings? When can we put in an hour for a walk?" Uh and so I like literally put it in my calendar or someone's going to book a stupid meeting. Not a stupid meeting. They're all important meetings. Someone's going to book a meeting. I have people <laughs> I have people I work with that listen now so I can't say stupid meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mark. Sometimes a meeting can be <laughs> Just not essential, let's call it. <laughs> None of the meetings right now are non-essential. I mean, lots of the yeah. meetings... I'll tell you, one of those funny memes that's coming up, right, is that, that little mm. meme about, you know, all of those all of those meetings that we had could have been emails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they really could have been, and we're learning that now. Uh, that's It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. So, you know... So you're doing well then. Well, listen, I, mean, I, well I, re- re- I, I rearranged the office. It looks fantastic. Um, it's... So much more comfortable in here now. Uh, I have a lot more space, um, and and I have all the, the 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 candy is right there, and I can just <laughs> like reach for the candy and get it, and I don't even have to get off my ass to do it. So I mean,
2: we're okay. I think what we're else gonna do be you okay. Need the- <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: the candy's within reach. I'm, the PlayStation 4 is right there.
1: Yep. Um, I have my laptop right here. The TV, literally, I can turn the TV. There, I'm touching the TV. Mm-hmm. I can turn the TV on from, from my sitting at my desk chair. So, you know, uh, I have a whole bunch of sympathy and empathy um, for people who are not as lucky as I am. Yeah. And I think you are. Yes. Um and especially thinking about, I'm glad that so many school districts are, are, are handling the food thing. I think that there was a, a real call to arms there. Um, you know, that, that I was, I was like super concerned about this. Um, but it looks like a lot of these other school districts and superintendents and people like leaders were thinking about it too. Um, you know, and, and stepping up for that. Um, I think that, There's, um, going to be some really interesting conversations and I'm actually writing a blog post, um, today and tomorrow about what's after this, what happens after Rona, um, Mm. you know, when people go back to school, but inevitably, like, I think we need to start thinking also now that like the craziness has settled, like it's a little less psycho now than it was a week and a half ago, um, You know, and now we need to start thinking about what happens when we go back, but then this inevitably, like, because there's a good chance this is going to, the coronavirus is going to come back in the fall. Mm. Like, there's a pretty good chance of that happening. A lot of people are talking about that. And then, you know, what happens when the next one happens? Because these, like, it was like SARS happened before, and like, but if any of these other, like, hyper-contagious viruses get out, I mean, we got to think about these things, and we got to think about the future. Mm-hmm. And I think that I'm thinking a lot about that, and I'm thinking about how, like, even, like, not to plug, but, like, Participate is thinking a lot about that in particular, because we're in a good position to help with stuff like this. Mm-hmm. So we're we're thinking a lot about these things and talking about not what happens now, because, you know, now is happening now, and you just, you know...
0: Just do what you You can't just
1: like flip a switch and turn things on. Right. Like, I mean, it just doesn't work like that. Like we preach that, right. That you can't just like throw things at teachers and say, okay, you're doing this now. But like what happens in a year from now, if it happens again, who's ready then? And what have we learned? What have we learned that we can take to the next thing? I think that's what you're talking about too. Yeah. That there's, there's a huge opportunity here, right? Big time. Like, And you guys have got to be, sorry.
0: No, there is a huge opportunity. I totally agree.
1: Yeah. So hopefully you guys, like your team is thinking about like, you know, what's permanent of this, what's permanent of these solutions, right? Because those are the things that I would love people to start thinking about is what we're throwing spaghetti against the wall right now, right? (laughs) Right. And you're just waiting to see what sticks. Um, but. You know, what's permanent here? What what can we take and say, yeah, this really worked? Like, I'm, I don't mind throw out a bunch of stuff, like after this passes, you know, but hopefully you find some things that stick. What and I'm then, interested
0: in too, Mike, is we know about some best practices, better sure. practices of online distance learning, e-learning, mm-hmm. whatever you want to go in and call it, but that has always been in situations where there was almost a choice from the recipient and the educator, let's go. You chose to be an educator in that setting, you know, Mm. and probably receive training and so on and so forth. But on the other end, that's the part that I'm really interested in seeing what's going to happen here is the students that choose to do online learning, do it for specific reasons, and they Mm -hmm. are making a conscious choice to engage, for example, in those materials and really – Basically say, yeah, I actually want to do my education in this way. In this situation, the interesting part will be, what is the student's take of all of this? Hmm. You know what I mean? Are Is it going to be like, I've read some articles from some students in China and Japan and Korea uh, where there were some students who hated certain things of aspects, which I don't blame them as far as how they were being educated in this online setting. hmm um, and what things are they going to maybe come back with and go, hey, I really like these things, the flexibility, the ability to do this. I enjoyed that I could engage in the materials when I was ready to engage in them, you know, those kinds of things. And that's part two is 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 we really need to listen to our audience, which is our students, and see, find out for them in the end. Like you just said, this spaghetti that we're throwing against the wall, what It is really taking with them and helping them to to learn and in their own uh, time, with their own time and their own, uh, giving them an opportunity to master the right skills, engage them with the materials there, even though it's not a face-to-face setting. All of those things I'm really interested in seeing, kind of an overall picture, a meta picture of what has happened throughout the world and say, what can we take from this, these lessons, and then apply them to just education in general. Stop saying it's just distance learning or e-learning. It's part of learning. We can now take these concepts away. So I'm excited about that portion too. And and like you just said, there's a lot to learn and, and there's a lot of lessons that are gonna be still taught here. And God knows how long this is going to go.
1: It's a it's an interesting world. Uh and and I respect I I respect um some of the educators that I've I've talked to and that we're friends with that have said don't Try not, like, don't use the word opportunity in this, like, and I, I get, yeah. I get that frame of mind that, like, we shouldn't, yeah, we no, should we be totally thinking get about that. it, but, yeah. but, like, I just, I would love to know what other word I'm supposed to use. <laughs> like, it's almost like a semantics thing. I just hope we remember the smart things that we did yeah. um, during this time and that we think about how we can take those smart things and carry them forward. Total um and, and and I I you know, I'm fine if you don't want me to use the word opportunity. Just tell me what other word to use that turns this hellscape we're in into an opportunity or into a positive. A positive because, yes. because that's what we're that's the that's the outcome we need um here is that we do have this chance to to remake some of the way we think about how we deliver education to kids. Mm-hmm. And um and you know in spite of everything that's happening, um, we, we can be thinking about that at the same time and, and hopefully making some meaningful uh, action. When we come back, we're just thrilled to have this guy, great friend of the podcast uh, next, Andy Lizer. So stay with us.
0: On Education is brought to you by Fidgets. Fidgets are interactive USB sensors that bring your code to life. There's no soldering or wiring required. Simply plug in a fidget sensor, write code in your favorite language, and watch your ideas come alive. Fidgets are used by thousands of STEM professionals globally and are now available for computer science students. Simply go to Bitly Fidgets on Education to get your introductory kit that includes a free sensor worth over $50. That's Bitly Fidgets on Education.
1: All right. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Andy Lizer is with us. He's an elementary integration specialist in Hastings, Minnesota, someone we've wanted on the podcast for uh, far too long. uh, And we've hung out with him many times while we've had the podcast on and said every time, you know, we should have you on the podcast. And it never ended up happening. So here we are. Welcome to On Education, Mr. Lizer. Pleased to be here. Thanks for having me. You could sound more excited. <laughs> I am just beyond
2: thrilled to be here, guys. Oh my gosh, I just... <laughs> okay. Too. So, How was hey, that? Was listen, that a little too it, much?
1: No, that was dead <laughs> on. That it, was perfect. That was yeah, exactly you nailed it. what we needed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know who you are, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, give us a bit of your background, all that jazz. You bet.
2: Um, so grew up uh, Andy Lizer. grew up in southeastern Wisconsin. Went to college in northern Minnesota, and then moved oh, to California nice. for ten years Ooh. teaching upper elementary nice. uh, in the Bay Area. Shout out to Benicia Unified School District, East Bay. Uh, and uh, anyway, we were out there for ten years. Um, married my my wife, and well, my then girlfriend, fiance, got married, had that's two how, kids. That's realized, how it works. oh my gosh, four plane tickets. To get back to see family here was just too much. So um, after teaching fourth and fifth grade um, for 10 years out there, came back and like the perfect situation in Hastings, Uh, a role that was like it felt tailor made to my skill set. It was located right where we wanted to be Uh, at the time. We didn't really want to be teaching in in Wisconsin um, where our family was. And so uh, southeast of the Twin Cities is where we are and it's perfect. We can get to see family when we want to. And uh, yeah, and I was able to run with kind of what what really excited me were those uh, ways that uh, in the classroom, we were integrating technology in really meaningful and fun ways for the kids.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: that was sort of just a sliver of what I was able to do in California. And it was growing, certainly. But that became what I do all the time, like with a whole bunch of uh, people and grade levels. So in that way, it was just, it was a match. Yeah. It's a good match.
1: That's awesome. So, um, you know, we, we we talked a little bit off, off air about how crazy things are right now. It's pretty wild kind of everywhere. Ontario, actually, uh, effective tomorrow, this is tonight's Monday night, effective tomorrow is, um, is uh, shelter in place as of tomorrow. Uh, it's pretty crazy everywhere. So tell us a little bit about, you know, um, what's it like where you're at in in Hastings, and um, what is your school district doing? Um, give us kind of a general rundown on your specific situation. I guess it'd be interesting to hear.
2: Uh, it's been well. This la- uh, last week was our spring break, um, and we, my family, had a trip planned for Boston. We we're gonna head out there. Mm-hmm. I'd never been. Couldn't wait to see Freedom Trail and see all the places I'd taught about right as a fifth grade teacher, but. Mm-hmm that yeah, didn't end up working out and i you mean know, for the best. So um we were here, home, found myself uh instantly available for the sort of last minute. And granted, we were we had the best situation where we got to make these decisions during spring break. We got to kind of get the ball rolling when we didn't have kids and we didn't have to say go home like we just didn't have kids. And so we we met collectively um using Zoom a lot. To kind of get things in place, and um, our leadership has has followed you know the governor's governor Wall's direction to a T. Um, when what he says goes, and that's just kind of how it works here. But um, at the same time, um, I'm very fortunate to work in a district that knows that family comes first, and will extend a great deal of grace if you feel like you know being home with my kids is what is best for us. And so even today when it was a sort of a mandatory report day, we did have quite a few folks who were remoting in from home with their kids. You can see them in the background. It's pretty cute. Uh-huh. Um, but, um, yeah, our response has been, um, all right, we're going to use this week, uh, kids, no school, please don't report. Uh, we're going to use this week to get ready for, uh, distance learning, which will commence on this coming Monday, the 30th. And we, we have no idea how long it's going to go, um, but we have sort of a trajectory now. It's not this big scatter, whatever you want. It's, no, we're going to hone this in. We're going to come up with, you know, what we believe is going to be the best use of all of our resources, including home, uh, to 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 make the most of what, you know, could really go one of two ways.
1: Mm-hmm. And speaking of speaking of home, how is your... Family, how's everything doing on the good. home front? Are you they, guys, uh, you, you know, guys honestly, hanging in there?
2: Yeah, they're good. You know, I got I've got a a ten year old and a six year old, fourth grade and kindergarten, and they're upstairs right now. I'm actually surprised they haven't come barreling down the stairs, but um, <laughs> they're 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 good. Um, we go through the swings like most siblings do during the day, where they are the best of friends and then they are the worst of en- enemies. Um and you know, it kind of comes with the territory. We try to be as much proactive as we can be, you know, get outside, play. Um, they usually realize that when we make a suggestion, even if they don't like it at first, after about 30 seconds, it winds up being like the best thing. And they're mm-hmm. so excited about it. Like baths. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, wait, this is kind of awesome. It's warm. Nobody's bothering me. This is great. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. Go outside and play. Oh, no. And then you, we don't see them for 45 minutes as they're having a blast outside <laughs> building stick forts and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, we, we try really, really hard um, in our house. And I think that's important kind of across the board to really honor the balance. You know, it'd be easy. They, my kids have iPads. They do. We, we got them new ones just a couple weeks ago. Perfect timing actually. Yeah. Um, mm. and, but, but, but we really do try to find that balance on screens on not screens on physical building on, you know, problem solving, getting outside. It's, it's not perfect. We're far from perfect, but yeah. it's definitely not a pacifier. Uh, technology is it's a very purposeful thing that we try to incorporate uh, in my house and that kind of translates over to uh, what we do at school which is hey look if we're going to use this we're going to do this the best way possible we're going to learn an awful lot and then we're going to be better
1: imagine this happened in january
2: oh gosh i'm so glad (laughs) especially in minnesota
1: glenn how cold was it in minnesota the last like in january it was was it cold or it was just a lot of snow right in in january It's really yeah ridiculous. like <laughs> Like when you were like, able to go outside. You were there in December. You know, right. Yeah. It's, yeah.
0: it's that cold and sometimes colder than that. Yeah, it's brutal. Aww. I was thinking, Landy, that I really like your posts that uh, you use on social media that have to do with your family and then intentionally using technology for small moments for specific activities and i think that that's an important thing for us to be able to see that as parents and uh, obviously our par- whereas parents we're now at home we're we're mm-hmm. doing that that part too and as educators to see you don't ha- like you, what you just finished uh, telling us is exactly right you don't have to go one extreme or the other you can use it for a purposeful thing and then move on to a non digital Whatever it might be, as far as it activity or whatever it might be. Speaking about that, Governor Walls put to us the task to get ready for distance learning. Right? That was an interesting um, phrasing, I thought, and actually really purposeful. Instead of saying e-learning or mm-hmm. remote learning, as we've seen, you know, as far as those hashtags, and they even defined distance learning for us that it didn't necessarily need to be technology related. Did it? what did you think about that as far as like, you know, as I saw that as a specific statement, and I haven't seen it in too many other states. I thought that that was a really smart. Yeah, like a interesting and smart move by the whole nuance uh educational, you know, hmm. uh, Minnesota Education Department. Sure.
2: No, I um it helps that our governor was form, is a former as an educator. That that's yeah. a huge bonus. Um and kind of to tack on to that, one of the things, you know, our administration has really clung to was um, they have consistently talked about the equity piece. And I think that plays mm. a big role in, you know, what can or should be digital and what we need to be realistic about. Mm-hmm. in our homes you know we did a survey a couple years ago in hastings and it, i believe it came back that 95 percent of our families um were connected at home which is pretty decent it's not everybody you know since then we've used some money to to purchase some of those kajits and check out chromebooks or whatever it may be um and then we spent the good deal of today you know calling families and and finding oh. out hey how are you doing what do you need what's your level of connectivity do you need a device that we could perhaps apply to you awesome. and we also are going to head into this next week with I think a pretty darn balanced plan. It's, I mean, we're at the elementary level, we're using, um, seesaw to drive the digital component. Um, but our next week's plan isn't, isn't really reliant on that at all. And parents will have the ability to opt out, say, no, it's not for us. So we'll be applying something else that meets those same standards. Um, What I what I'm really proud about though, if I can kind of, you know, bring it back and I'll get back to the governor walls saying, hey, it doesn't have to all be digital. One of the things I'm really, really proud of is, you know, we have been we have been um we have been using Seesaw for five years, basically right after it began. And this is the first year that we're, you know, using this paid version of it. And for five years some of our teachers have been slowly, you know, kind of boosting their skills. Yes. Well, in the past week, I have helped a lot of people kind of do a crash course boost and not without with I mean, they didn't push back at all. This was them actively seeking out, hey, I mm-hmm. know this is going to be how I can strengthen connections to my students, how I can give them some FaceTime so they can see my face, hear my voice. I can look them in the eye through video, mm-hmm. but keep and maintain that connection and check in in a truly authentic way. I mean, as far as I know, viruses don't go through screens. And so this is truly the the absolute best thing in terms of being able to teach and guide learning. Yes. Worksheets aren't going to do that. You can't drop a packet of worksheets on someone and that's going to propel them forward. It might give them some practice on some skills, mm-hmm. but for most people, especially our youngest learners they need to see you they need to hear you they need you to push them and challenge them in a way that only you know how to do and i'll tell you what that's not going to come across in paper so yes the governor was very intentional with making sure that that balance piece is there it's not all digital um but i'm i'm thankful we have those tools in place and we have people who are willing to to test and try and push and use those things because that's going to offer as much normalcy as we can possibly provide our kids in this time, a familiar face and a smile checking in. Hey, Billy, how you doing? Mm -hmm. I noticed you posted yesterday. I was really proud of what you shared that right there. That's, that's what it's all about. The academic stuff, we'll get to that, but let's Mm -hmm. make sure we're building from a place that we're, we're, we're confident in our solid, positive relationship.
0: So you already mentioned your basically a, like a learning management system a communication system let's call it uh seesaw uh, which yeah. we are big fans of uh yeah. we actually had uh angela gadke on i have yeah i know she's amazing she's again another Minnesotan um on the show one time i just remote i just had a little microphone recorded her and uh, she now works for for Seesaw, what are your other go to tools, Andy, for those of that are, uh, people that are listening and they're elementary teachers? Yeah. And I think right now is a time when I think there's an overblasting of tools to oh, people. Gosh. And because it's everything is now, right now free, I think a lot of people are just, they're in the potpourri mood. They're going to try, actually, uh, better say a buffet. There you go. Mm, I'm going to go sure. to the buffet, smorgasbord and I'm going to just eat everything, even if it's not that good, yeah.
2: <laughs> because yeah, I yeah. paid
0: twelve ninety nine for this. In this case, it's free. I'm going to just eat it all, and then yeah. whatever happens happens in the end. Probably not that good of a strategy. <laughs> number one, no, we're going to feel bloated and
2: miserable come next year when oh, we got to pay for all that now. <laughs> yeah, yes,
0: gross. yes, so. and sometimes too, some of these tools are just we they're not the best let's just say whatever it might be they're not or no. oh, and they don't fit specific situations that they could be used for yet they're being used for other things you know let's just sure. put it that way so for in your case you talked about SeeSaw what are some other go-to tools for teaching
1: and learning let's just say learning online especially that K especially that K to 4 range which is you because yeah. like that's the range that's being ignored in a lot of cases right now. I think too, they're really the, a lot of these people are honing in on like that five, six, seven and eight range. And then high school. But I mean, there's a whole bunch of kids in K to four that, yeah. you know, what, what do we do for them?
2: One of the, um, one of the things, at least here in Hastings that we're really being smart about is, you know, just because everything is now free for a little while, Doesn't mean those resources that we have already vetted over the years and now and and pay subscription money to doesn't mean those stop working. Those are our district approved resources and those still do come first. And you know what? Our kids will be excited to use that same thing in a new setting at home. In fact, they might be more excited to show mom or dad, hey, or grandma or grandpa, whoever it may be. Hey, this is what we do at school. This is let let me talk to you about this. And instantly we got that connection we've got some questions being answered and some interest back in there so uh, kind of in that spirit um in hastings we we use raz kids um quite a bit it's a paid subscription it's not cheap but it's really helpful in the primary grades um uh, sort of and I don't want to say uh, I don't know how to say this the right way so I'm sure I'm gonna say it wrong but like <laughs> you know, Go ahead and say it <laughs> you, you don't want to have like you don't want kids to be a, a letter or a number, but there are levels in reading through which you progress, right? Mm-hmm. And there are tailor-collected books, tailor-made books collected in certain Numbers or letters or categories, right? That that kids can safely choose on their own a book that is right for them. Mm. And there's a lot that we're not doing with Raz Kids that you could be doing. I, I think it's fabulous. Um, But kind of as a one-two punch, one of the things a lot of our teachers use kind of on the side at school is uh, Epic. Epic reads mm. get Epic,
0: epic I- books. My little son came home and said we need to download this app called Epic. I use it at school and I was yeah. like, I don't even know what that is. This is the, what is this?
2: So Tell Epic. Tell me more is, about that. Epic's kinda awesome. So um epic is, epic is Epic, yeah, is a it is totally epic. It's um it's it's very much like Grass Kids where we have um, digital books that you can page through. Some of them are read to you. Um, they're high interest. They're big name books. So Razz Kids can kind of have some sort of generic kind of titles. They they are very good at teaching skills and for getting kids reading. Um, but they also don't snag in like Big Nate and, you know, a whole ton of graphic novels. Whereas Epic really does pull in kind of the name brand Books and titles Um, there. There are videos in Epic. um, And I sort of I always make sure to make a point to tell teachers, yes, there are videos in here. You know, your students, you know, their needs, you know what they need at this moment in your settings. There's a switch to toggle that off or toggle that on. But know about that and use that. Um, But what I like about um, Epic right now is um, it's kind of they they build themselves as like the Netflix of books. Right. Where at Mm. school teachers can access and kids can access all these books for free. But, oh, hey, parents, if you want to pay four dollars a month, you can have access to all this at home. and That's kind of how they pay their bills. And it's actually a pretty sweet deal. We've done it for a little bit. But um, from now till the end of the year, if the teacher's been using Epic in the classroom, they can send that code home and parents can connect. In fact, we did it tonight. Uh, We connected our two kids. um, And so then they can have all those resources at home, which, you know, hey, reading on paper is great. Digital e-readers, fine. Are they reading? Yes. That's what we really want. And and I, I do like Epic for that. Um, That's awesome. Another one that we use that I super love, um, and I will purposefully not say one that it replaced, but I'll I'll describe the one that it replaced as uh, teacher-controlled digital worksheets. Mm. Okay? Okay. And so we're like, you know, we don't really like teacher-controlled digital worksheets. Oh, I see it spits out exactly where your kids are. That's really handy for you. Have you watched what they're doing? Because... It's miserable. It's test prep. So we got rid of teacher assigned digital worksheets. Okay. And we um, we paid for a subscription for all of our students for DreamBox. Mm. Are you familiar with DreamBox? I'm not. No, I'm is not is trying it? to like drop news. I don't know how this works, I, and I'm not. I, I don't speak drop, for anything. right?
1: Drop everything
2: you oh, want. We, uh, we, we charge
1: every one of these companies after <laughs> yes. you're off the podcast. This is actually part of the, the monetization process yes, of Uneducated. this is our funding <laughs>
0: strategy. <laughs> Continue to drop names, please. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll the revenue know.
0: stream is skyrocketing yeah. right now. So, well, dreambox tell us more about Dreambox. Here's the
2: deal with Dreambox: uh, Dreambox is anything but drill and kill, which our previous service was. Yes. Um, dreambox is incredibly um, experiential in that. Uh, the kids are using some of those same physical and digital tools that they see in their classrooms. I'm talking about like number racks and the sort of stuff, or reckon wrecks, whatever you want to call them, number racks, what we call them. Um, and they are exploring this world. They're going through different challenges. Yes, their skills kind of get honed and then they go down different paths sort of within it's, I won't call it gamification because it, 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 it isn't gamification as I believe gamification to be. It's not like okay. Prodigy. Okay. Prodigy okay. to me, and I do love Prodigy, but Prodigy to me feels like 75% exploring a world and interacting with it and then like 25% yeah. <laughs> math. Yep. Yeah. Right. That's this true. is about the inverse of that. In fact, I'd say it's probably more like... 80 85 percent exploring math concepts and trying and then oh yeah you can customize your avatar because you've earned the credits to do so by you know you're up leveling your skills Mm. um and there's sort of a super primary version of it which are kindergartners and first graders and then i believe in second grade it kind of moves on into a more uh older kid friendly uh interface um uh, like my daughter today asked for she must have she must have been on there for almost an hour, absolutely loving what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it hit all the uh, grade level standards. If she was making some mistakes again and again on a certain concept, uh, they would kind of feed a few more of those in there. It was very motivating. Um, it's just it's a wonderful resource and it beats the pants off of some of the other you know. So yeah, some of the competition. Oh, I don't know. Anything you need to else name like them
1: it. too. I mean, be- no, I'm I can't do that.
2: Be- I just can't. I'm just.
0: But- I'm thinking about companies. I in mean, right now, as far as what you're describing and how some people adopted technology, Andy, I think really quickly because they immediately substituted the bad practices that they had previously mm-hmm. with digital bad practices that they mm-hmm. could that a company sold them. That because a company is making money off of it, and they obviously have published this, and there's a site, and et cetera, and it's producing
1: textbook uh, companies.
0: Yep, yeah, and it's giving <laughs> me uh, results. You know, like I can see a yeah. stream of whatever yeah. my data not points? results as far as learning data points. There you go. That's oh, what you I mean. Want to, mean uh, making kids data. numbers.
2: Yeah, yes. kids numbers is great.
0: Yeah, and and they immediately adopted those things, and were like, "Oh, I'm a high tech." I, teacher you know i'm I, i'm doing a good job here and it's hard to break people of those things you know and i'm thinking of things like uh i'm gonna name things you don't have to <laughs> agree with like uh no red ink is one of them that i think is overused especially at the middle school level and it talk about drill and kill it really is super punishing it's uh to students as far as the way that it it it's it, Games the learning, let's call it that way. Um, and by punishing, I mean you have to start over on all of these different concepts from the beginning. And so the time factor that students have to do on a specific lesson is completely determined by the student's initial skill level at that thing. So it's really horrible for kids that already are struggling with school. And then you put this thing in front of them oh, yeah. and it's just drilling them and drilling them. And of course, they're just like I just want to throw this thing away, or I want to cheat. Sure. You know, I want to cheat my way around it by the way to just get through this. You know, yeah. so really happy that I mean that you're naming off tools that take a different route they do and
2: and granted everything that i've mentioned you know it's a paid resource and and there's not always funds for everybody but i hope that if you hear one of those that you check it out you take it to one of your decision makers and say hey look we should really consider this because bang for your dollar i think these you know some of the resources i mentioned really do a a fantastic job keeping learning real and fun for kids and if it's learning fun and it's real and it's applicable we're going to go a whole lot further so, Andy,
1: what are three pieces of? Me- I'm super interested in your answer to this question. Hopefully, oh, you've been boy. listening. And you're ready for this, <laughs> yeah, buddy. Uh, what are three pieces of media? They can be a video, they can be a book, they can be a TV show, they can be a song. Whatever, three pieces of media that have influenced your thinking right now. They do not have to be virus themed. at all Uh, though they can and that would add a whole level of adventure to our discussion Uh, what are three pieces of media that have influenced you uh, made you who you are today
2: give them to us (laughs) alright so first of all I'm gonna go with two really big throwbacks for my first two. And then I'm going to use this time to talk about them and hopefully come up with my third. Um, But My first one, I'm going to go, I'm going to throw it all the way back to Mr. Ambrosius. He was my um, sixth grade reading teacher. Okay. I remember a couple of things from his class. One, I totally forgot an assignment and I scraped an illustration together on a book summer using highlighters. And at the bottom I wrote (laughs) it's modern art. So that it didn't, it, it was just like my excuse to make like make a reason why it looked so terrible. Like it's modern <laughs> art, you made it with highlighters, man. Anyway, the, the, I remember <laughs> that, and I remember um, that we read what has to this day become my all time favorite book, which is The Westing Game by Ellen Raskin. I believe it was a Newbery winner in like '77, so it's old. And I know there's tons of great new books, but this one just resonated with me because it hit me at the absolute right time. Um, so, uh, my all time favorite book I discovered in sixth grade, the projects and the way he made that book an experience I didn't know was laying some of the groundwork for how I would treat reading. And it, it took, here's my second one. It took until my junior year at the university of Minnesota Duluth And I was in my elementary reading class. Dr. Jean Stevenson, she just retired, and I remember showing up for her class on reading instructor. I remember what I was reading, and all the desks were pushed off in this dirty classroom in Montague Hall at UMD. All, all pushed off the side, just gross linoleum. And she, she's by the way, she's about this this big. She could you fit in your pocket. She's tiny, and um, and she's sitting on the floor with a stack of like. Picture books, right? And in walk, these, you know, 21, 22 year old college kids. And she's like, okay, everybody take a seat. We're going to sit in a big circle. I'm going to share some picture books with you today. And we're like, yeah, right. No, really. Seriously, what are we doing? And no, for sure. We all sat down on that gross, dusty floor and Mm -hmm. she read us books. But here's the thing. She she read books with such passion and she used different voices and she got in and she, and she really altered the cadence and how she delivered things and what was fast and what was slow and what was really thoughtful and her pauses were intentional. And it just was so, I knew in the moment that something was happening and I do remember looking around at some of the other people kind of in the class, which I'm still in touch with, which is really cool. Thanks Facebook. But anyway, um, (laughs) I remember looking around and And marveling at the fact that this, this teacher, this professor had 30 early 20s students sitting on a gross, dusty floor, listening to picture books and completely engaged and enthralled in the stories. It was awesome. And I knew. All right. First of all, I'm going to be reading every single day to my students and we'll probably read longer than most classes. And I'm going to do it in the way Gene Stevenson did, because holy smokes, that's memorable. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things that, you know, I'm still, in, you still stay in touch with some, some students. And that's one of the things that they, they remember and love most were, were, you know, read aloud times and making stories and voices and all that business. I still, that's one of my absolute favorite things to do. Um, mm-hmm. um, and then, all right, I'm going to go, I'm going to go even earlier than all that. Ooh. All right. Old, all right. old school. I'm super old school and I'm going to try to tie this but some of you who have heard me speak in different places may have heard this story before, but it's, it's worth sharing uh, and I actually have a, a relevant tie into about a week ago, uh, two weeks ago. Um, so first grade 1987, 1988, Washington elementary school in Beaverdam, Wisconsin. Right. Uh, I have a picture of myself as a, a eight year old boy standing with all the rest of the boys in my class. Um, Because my teacher, Norma Schlicker, purposefully took time to capture moments in her classroom, okay? Mm -hmm. She took old school film camera pictures, okay? The kind that you have to wait till the whole role is filled. You have to send them off to be (laughs) developed. You have to wait two weeks to get them back just to see if they even turned out, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So here's what's special about that. And here's what kind of has kind of pushed me a little bit to share the way I do and how I do on social media uh, and with what we do in Hastings. She held on to photos of everyone in my class. She kept them organized. She maintained our addresses so that when we graduated high school, 12 years, 11 years later, we got a, a handwritten note with a stack of pictures from when we were in first grade. And here's why I love that. We weren't ready to appreciate those experiences as a first grade. We weren't ready to ex- appreciate those ex- experiences that those moments when we we're in middle school. But you know what? When you're you know 18 or about to be 18, you've just graduated high school, and you get a stack of photos that take you back to a time that you have very little recollection of. Mm-hmm. That, That's amazing. That absolutely. I can tell you where I was standing on the planet. I can tell you what the sun, uh, the sun, the sky, the clouds, the smells. Somebody had mowed their grass. Like that moment is ingrained in me because she had taken the time to do this. And now here's the kicker. All right. She died three months before I graduated high school and it was her, her husband that carried that out for her. And so the note that I got when I read it said, You know, your first grade teacher, Norma, had passed away three months earlier. She wanted you to have these. Mm. And it just uh, it's why I share what I do, because it's so easy for me to do that with permission, honoring all of the, the parent privacy requests. I always ask. But it's why I take pictures of what we do, because it's important. And even if the kids don't realize it right now, their families do. Our community does and we need to show all the good that's going on and uh, just to kind of bring it back to a couple weeks ago I got a, an email from uh, Norma Schlicker's granddaughter who had stumbled upon I have a, a blog post about this uh, a legacy to emulate it's on medium and she discovered it and reached out to me and sent me just the nicest email I wrote back and just said hey look you know when something that important, when something that meaningful happens and it hits you at the absolute right time, I didn't know I was going to be an elementary school teacher, but I can tell you that did a good nudge in that direction for me. But um, for sure. the importance of sharing moments, the importance of strengthening those relationships, the, of celebrating what's good, that's what that was. And then came the love of really cool books and awesome teaching style and so yeah i maybe you expected me to drop some like albums or movies or whatever (laughs) but i'm going throwback media here i'm going old school printed photos and textbook or not or novel books in sixth grade but we love it anyway yeah i would say those are are super meaningful um to this day um it's my favorite in fact it will be because of this time that we're out of the classroom that i share uh the westing game with my daughter for the first time so i'm super pumped to read that to her
0: Oh, that's fantastic, man. So people out there, Andy, they want to be able to connect with you, um, learn more about you. What, how they could, what's the best way to connect?
2: You can find me on Twitter, um, at Andy Lizer. It's just my name. Um, <laughs> I mean, nothing says you more than your name. Uh, and then on Instagram, cause I'm still trying to get my Andy Lizer back. Uh, it's <laughs> Andy Lizer EDU. Okay. <laughs> uh, just professionally. um, and um you can find i mean i'm on facebook i i i will i will post things on facebook publicly for things that i think are like good reference for professional growth but um just kind of how i look at it you know facebook is super personal instagram is even more personal except for my professional one but twitter's my my best the best way to get a hold of me and from there we can uh we can see where things go very awesome. cool andy lizer thank you so much man a uh, pleasure to hang with you guys anytime
0: Thanks for listening to On Education. My name is Glenn Irvin. My co-host is Mike Washburn. On Education is part of the On Podcast Media Network. You can listen to this show and many others by great educators like Monica Burns, Mike Matera, Tisha Richmond, and many more by visiting onpodcastmedia.com. Want to get in touch with us? Check out our website at oneducationpodcast.com. You can tweet us at oneducationpod. Mike is at Mr. Washburn on Twitter, and I can be found on Twitter at Herb Spanish. You can find us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash oneducationpod. We're also on Instagram at oneducationpod. Want to support On Education? Visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash oneducation. There, you can get access to full videos of the podcast and so much more. If you're enjoying the show and think others would too, we would be thrilled if you shared it with them. Please leave us a rating or a review in Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Store. When you leave a rating, it gives our rankings a boost. It helps others discover the show. We want to thank our presenting sponsor, Classcraft, for supporting us. Check out classcraft.com slash oneducation to learn more about them. Thanks as always for listening. Stay awesome and see you soon.